Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon. We are the twice-weekly podcast dedicated to celebrating the radio show turned podcast, Too Beautiful to Live. On Mondays, we give you a recap of the previous week's shows, but on Fridays, we bring on a fan of the show who are known in the community as Tens to tell us about their experiences with the show as well as play us one of their favorite segments from TVTL history. My name is Mike Frizzell. And I can't do any of this by myself, so tonight I am with the nice lady, all the way from the Bud Light Carter Subaru Studios, again <laughs> in Everett, Washington. Hello, CYs. Hello, Christy. Hello, Mike. How are you tonight? I am fantastic, uh, and I'm so pleased. Tonight, we are doing something we have never done. We are bringing a guest back. And not only are we bringing her back tonight, we plan on bringing her back periodically to share her favorites as she keeps plugging away at listening to every episode of TBTL. If you haven't already guessed, it's fan favorite. Each of those words are starting with PH. Phyllis Fletcher. Hi, Phyllis. Hey. <laughs> Hi, guys. How are you? Good. How are you? I am honored to be the first two-timer. This is rad. I'm psyched. <laughs> well, there's a reason, Phyllis. You have a very, um, you're in a unique position. A lot of people are listening to the show as it goes. A lot of people have picked it up somewhere and are listening along until they're up to date. You, um, you started listening maybe a year or two ago and you dedicated yourself to going back and listening to the whole show, but you have a, a very unique way of doing it. And Christy's going to get to the bottom of that in a moment. <laughs> yes. Um, but first, there's something we must discuss. And I'm glad you're here, Phyllis, because there is some <laughs> component of this uh, that I'm very interested to hear your take on. And uh, Christy, can we get Jeremy on the mic over there? Sure. He'll pause Minecraft real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God. How's Ellie going to take that? <laughs> hey, buddy. Oh, hey, Jeremy. Uh, we are in, involved in a group chat, and today you said that you had gotten involved with a Facebook group called Ranchers Lives Matter or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's called Ranchers Lives Matter. Now, oh, wow. <laughs> first of all, like no, they don't. It's uh, second of all. Rancher. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Christy wants me to clarify that I am not actually a rancher. No. Ah. No. Yeah. So what, uh, how did you get involved in there? I mean, you're an anti-gun person for, for one thing. And did you just become fascinated with the story or how did, how did you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like, I like following along news stories maybe as much as the next person. And, and every once in a while, um, every once in a while, certain stories really captivate my interest. And I've been really interested with this whole, um, situation going on down in the, at the wildlife refuge down in Oregon. So I've been following actually a, a whole bunch of, uh, public, radio broadcasters that are down there on Twitter doing reporting and they're like going in and talking to these people and putting out some pretty cool stuff. But as a result, I've fallen down some pretty deep um, holes while like clicking on articles and then reading comments and then going to people's blogs and uh, stumbled across this Facebook group for uh, Ranchers Lives Matters that appears to be mostly, um, I guess, self 
self-proclaimed patriots, uh, many of whom are actual ranchers, talking about ah. the various struggles that they face and uh, what they feel is the encroachment of the federal government on their land. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you're requested to follow the page? I mean, how does that work? I'm yeah, not- it's a, it was a group and it was... It was like a closed group, or I don't. Facebook has a bunch of different types of like privacy settings that you can be on groups, but you had to like request to get into it. Mm-hmm. So I um I requested to get in, and uh, was very surprised. Was very surprised to uh, quickly be accepted. Uh, not only accepted actually, but the guy the guy that runs the page for some reason sent me a direct message with his phone number. And, oh wow! Uh, and he wanted me to call him. Uh, in case I want to be an admin of this group as well. Oh, wow. Oh, my. I, I, I think what happened is I kind of got in on the ground floor of a relatively new thing. Um, there was, you know, maybe less than 100 members at the when I joined, and it's it's uh, it's over that now. But, well, yeah. Wow. The thing is, Jeremy, that even a cursory investigation of your Facebook page would reveal yeah. a rabid <laughs> anti-gun yeah, person. I mean, <laughs> you and I are on the same page. Like mm. guns, no, forever. Yeah. Melt them down. Fuck it. Yeah. We don't need any guns anywhere else in the world. So he didn't do that that homework on you. I guess not. Either he either he didn't or he did. In which case, I should probably be concerned. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, because right. you're less you have careful the- about your online. Uh, dalliances uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you have the gold lemay tracksuit in front of the american flag as your profile picture at the time no no oh. <laughs> i probably should have swapped that one out but yeah yeah surprisingly even without the uh without the the photoshopped make america great again hat i still i still <laughs> oh, managed to make dear. it in. i love that oh, one my goodness so um but in the Mike, chat, i have something to say yes, go ahead Let's just also make it clear when Jeremy says he has the normal level of interest in news stories like everyone else does. No. no. He, gets, <laughs> he gets obsessed. He's what when um the Ferguson events were happening, he watched I don't think he slept. He just watched news oh, wow. footage. He followed everyone on Twitter. It, I don't yeah. even know. And I don't even follow it anymore. I just say, "Okay, explain to me what's happening." And then yeah. he will tell me who to follow, which hashtags yeah. to do. And then he gets completely obsessed. It's like yeah. there were, we were watching live footage of these guys that had a webcam and were driving around Ferguson at one point at two in the morning. You're lucky so to have is, a, a man, oh my God. To, to have someone curating your news experience. Exactly. The way he That's is. amazing. Well, you know, a, I think a question I have for you, Jeremy, is – how have they regarded the coverage by public radio? If they've spoken about it at all. Uh, well, I, there's a lot of, um, uh, I think you broke up a little bit there, but were you asking how they've regarded the coverage from public radio? Yes. So for, for the most part, um, they've actually been pretty nice to the, to the public radio guys. They're, they're not so nice to the, uh, to the folks from, um, uh, mainstream media, I guess, or the the, uh-huh. the the not, um, not public radio. The public radio people have actually done a pretty good job of, I think, trying to um, trying to 
really understand what's going on with with the ranchers there. Um, mm-hmm. At least in my experience, from what I've read and what I've seen so far, probably better than some of the other news outlets that I've seen. Um, and I, I think it's uh, it's OPB Oregon Public Broadcasting. I think is the I'm organization. Down with has a bunch That's of right. has a bunch yes. of reporters down there, and yes. so uh, so you know they've been they they haven't talked about it too much, but I have seen them share some articles from that. Most of the stuff that they've been sharing seems to be a uh, uh, stuff that they've made themselves. Lots of lots of pictures mm. with um, hand drawn scribbles over them and very you know blurry uh, <laughs> blurry pixelated photos showing you know supposedly people in the bushes and all sorts of fun stuff like that. Phyllis, do you have a reporter down there? I don't right now, but I did for about a week, and um, then nothing, and, nothing the fuck happened, <laughs> and you called it her own. Right? <laughs> we had to rotate her out, and um, and she does want to go back, and and we want to send her back, so we're going to do that as soon as we can. But I'm 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 gratified to hear that you know that that uh, public broadcasting comes out favorably in their estimation of how they're covered because it is important. And we do try to always be even handed and really, like you said, figure out what's going on mm-hmm. there. And OPB is one of our partners in my regional network. So, and I think they've been doing an amazing job, but I'm always curious how the people who are being covered talk about it among themselves. And um, I'm sure they don't love absolutely every single thing that's been reported about them. But if public broadcasting is better in their estimation, um, you know, I might need to hit them up for the next membership drive. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Make a targeted appeal. Right. (laughs) Okay. So um, we want to get to the bottom of what's going on. And Jeremy got into this group. Yeah. So – he was talking about in the show chat and I suggested that uh, someone create a profile of an African-American person uh-huh. and make the same request. <laughs> oh, no. The same courtesy was extended <laughs> back to the requester. And uh-huh. uh, as of air, as of airtime tonight, it hasn't yeah. happened. The profile has uh-huh. been created. Uh, Jamal, oh, no. what, what's Jamal's last name? Jamal. <laughs> Did you do it? No. It's Bobby. It has to be Bobby. (laughs) Yeah, it's Bobby. Bobby Bobby with his with his obsession with Ebony magazine. (laughs) Right. He has so many fake he he like just has a Facebook fake profile creator, I think. Just like a a script that he runs. So Jamal Lambert. So the (laughs) Jamal Lambert. The profile is of a kid who's great at basketball and he wants to join the group. Uh And let's just see how that goes. Or you know, here's a thought: recruit an actual black person. I'm not volunteering, by the way. I don't think they would. I don't think they would regard me as one. But um, if I knew any black people, I would have requested (laughs) one immediately. <laughs> Not your mail carrier. I guess your mail carrier's taken enough abuse by having to deliver the magazine. <laughs> <laughs> right. My mail carrier and my backup mail carrier. The only black people. Yeah. Because <laughs> what would be really funny is if if um if they're like, look, we'll accept you if you're an actual person, but like if they called it out as fake, you know, if they're like, the only reason they're not we're not accepting you is because you're a fake black guy. Like, that would be <laughs> that would be kind of a rank on Bobby. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hope that happens. I just, yeah, that would be pretty funny. I love any outcome of this. <laughs> right, <laughs> any outcome is good. Yeah. So um, along that line, uh, Phyllis, you love. 
Howard Stern. You're unapologetic about it. And yeah. I, I have loved Howard Stern throughout the times of my life when I've been able to hear him regularly. And um, you like it when TBTL turns into like a cast of characters. Uh, yes. Just, just like the Howard Stern show. Yes. Um, do you feel like it's getting more so lately? Is it is is there more appeal in the show uh, lately along those lines, or are you just um, liking the jokes about being uh, primarily known as a drawer <laughs> of tall ships? <laughs> I mean, the more that they get into their personalities, and you really only need two people, and sometimes even just one person to to really get into what makes somebody tick. I love that aspect of it. So I always love like peeling off another layer of <laughs> Andrew <laughs> or or Luke or and I know that people kind of somewhat good naturedly complain about the um stretches where Luke had to podcast by himself, but I love some of those. I I think Oh yeah, I mean some dark. some of those he really gets going and yeah. and they're great and gets going on some good rants mm-hmm. <laughs> and um I love a good rant man I I just I love it and when it's unchecked it just goes into such um, fascinating places so I yeah I really really love that aspect when people are really delving into what they think about things and articulating their memories of things and what they think it means I love all of that and a lot of times. With uh, with something like the Howard Stern show where you have a certain number of people um, involved or people who can be brought in for just a few minutes or just half an hour or whatever it is, um, it, it can go in crazy places and turn into fights a lot, um, which I also love because people just pull out – something Howard pointed out a long time ago about fights is that people stop listening and he he repeated – what people had just said one time in a fight, he kind of stopped down and said, you just said Mm -hmm. this and you just said that. And that's, that's proof that, that people don't listen when they fight. And, um, just that kind of stuff. I love like fights and analysis of fights. And that's why I told Luke and Andrew that one time that fights are like lullabies, which became a show title one time when I was on. And they've only really Um, had a couple of fights on the air. Yeah. They've only had a couple and, and, those were great. Yeah. And, you know, for me, they don't have to fight for it to be interesting. I think that sometimes, though, when you get, especially on the Howard Stern show, when you get, um, you know, more than three people, maybe, in, in, and maybe even sometimes more than two people, a fight is going to spark up at some point. Um, but, yeah, Luke and Andrew, I, I can only think of maybe one or two times that they did anything approaching a fight and it was still it was still great and not because they were uncivil by any means but just because their their real opinions about something were coming out and I thought that was so cool well because you are such a fan of radio especially this kind of radio and you've been working in radio for your entire adult life um you're the right person to be consulted on a regular basis about this show. And Christy had an idea, this was a few months ago, to have you on on a regular basis to talk about um, the stuff you're encountering as you're catching up. Christy, take us through your thought process on getting her on for this, and then uh, let's get into it. Okay. Well, um, first of all, Phyllis, can you explain how you're going back? It's the most unusual way I've heard. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, it's very strange. I, I came to it gradually, but what I eventually settled on was that I go back to each January 1st backwards. So, um, you know, that means that, so I, I started listening in November 2014. Um, what I eventually did after going back a few, a few weeks and then a few months and, and catching up forward was I eventually went all the way back to January 1st to, to catch up, um, to where I was in my listening by the time I caught up. And then after I had done that, so at that point I was caught up from January 1st, 2014 to whatever the present day was. When I got to that point, I said, well, why don't I listen to the year before? And so I went back to January 1st, 2013. And it ends up being, you know, like January 2nd or 3rd or 4th or something because they're, they're off for the holidays. Mm -hmm. But so then, you know, so then I listened to all of 2013 while I was keeping current with my listening. And then I went back to January 2012 and then listened to that whole year. Then I went back to January 2011, listened to that whole year. Then I went back to January 2010, and now I'm in November 2010. Are you archiving while this is going I have on? only archived one week. <laughs> I have to say, it, it, okay. does, it does go a lot slower archiving because I listen more actively and I take notes and I, I go back to make sure I get threads and um, if slash when you read my um, – archiving notes, you'll see that they are quite detailed. <laughs> and I don't think I could do it any other way. Um, but yes, I did archive one week that I believe was in October 2010. Phyllis, the fact that you archived a week just makes me... You're one week make, better than Mike. It makes me... <laughs> hey! Hey! Christy? <laughs> Not all heroes wear capes. Some of us wear tasteful night pants. <laughs> so then I came up with the idea that um, we're starting to run out of people that are turning in the weeks. But also, I just wanted to have a, a fresh perspective of someone who's just listening all the way through again. Mm. Yeah. And um, so I thought of an idea of Phyllis could come on if she's willing, um, maybe once a month. And say what her favorite episode from that month is in TVTL history. Mm -hmm. Happy to do it. Yeah. And and as you can see, the only years I have lacking are um, are the years where probably you guys have a lot of fans, which is um, 2008 and 2009. Um, but I will be powering my way through those in reverse um, year order <laughs> soon. <laughs> do you do you need to know where they are or? I I remember that um well first of all I listened to the last LRB okay. so I know that Ben has info about that. Yeah. But also I remember when that info was posted in the um TBTL is Historitens yeah. group. So um if I need a reminder of that link I know yeah. exactly where <laughs> I can go to ask for it. Yeah, and if anyone else needs it Yeah. If anyone else needs it um you can contact me or look on the LRB Facebook page or talk to Ben for sure. So now I have a question. When you originally came on, you said your favorite episode was number um, 1,327 in a collector series mm -hmm. when Jen <laughs> talked about her Y2K preparation. Is this yes. still your favorite episode? 
Oh, God, it's so good. I mean, it's really good. It's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you hear Jen's stories, it's really hard to say, okay, this one's my favorite. Okay, no, this one is, this one is, because there's so many good ones. Um, gosh, I mean, I love that. I love, um, I love the, um, the the regrets one, which I think somebody mm-hmm. else did on your yeah. show. Yeah, was um, that was the first way I heard favorite. that one. With yeah, with the um, with the old spaghetti factory incident. Uh, mm-hmm. So great. Um, I mean, there were just so many things that happened to her when she was on the road that I loved yeah. hearing about. I mean, and it's just the hamburger just on the dress. Rad. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that made me feel bad. That was so crazy. And just getting involved in the um, the mystery of it, it was either a used book or a library book where there was some 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 signals she felt like she was reading about someone who may have gotten pregnant really young. Um, just I mean, you know, and how she kind of kind of started down the road of of tracking them down and wanting to be a sleuth about it. I just thought that was cool. Um, I love hearing the live shows that. That I missed out on, you know, even though I missed out on them at the time, it's it's cool to hear them. Um, so yeah, there's I have I have a lot of favorites now. If if you're a Howard Stern listener and you know who Richard Christie is and how about everything he says, that one's my favorite. I'm like that. <laughs> I'm that dopey now. Yeah, <laughs> I have too well, many favorites. You're, you're the perfect guest for for this <laughs> segment because <sighs> you have a lot of uh, favorites with a ph. Um, I sure do. <laughs> but I I have this question uh, that other people have asked me about you, and that is, how do you find time to listen <laughs> to TBTL, and, and uh, when does that happen? All the time. I mean, it's basically like if I'm not listening to someone else saying something else – I'm and if I'm not watching Downton Abbey, I'm listening to TBTL. Oh, uh, presuming oh, I'm caught Downton up on Howard. Watch it tonight. Don't. Yes. Oh my god, <laughs> that was gross, dude. Take care of yourself, Donk. That was crazy. His mom. His mom gave him. Uh, oh, it's a death sentence. She stressed yeah. him out so much. He's he's oh. Well, you know, let's not blame his mother. You have to have responsibility for your own health, right? I mean, oh, right? It, but she's terrible. She stresses out anyone. <laughs> if she were in your life, you would just constantly be stressing about everything, right? Oh God! I mean, or you know, you learn to adapt to the stress. I mean, I have to. Yeah, well, I feel like well, I have to deal with that. It. Dunk did it by developing an ulcer and then throwing up all over the throwing up blood all over the dinner table. Sorry, yeah. spoiler alert. Yeah, <laughs> our fourth course is also blood. I'm, I just finished last season, so. Oh, well, it's oh. pretty obvious though because it, they follow the dramatic tradition of if someone has indigestion in the first act, they're going to <laughs> die from it in the right. toward the end of the second act or nearly die. So. Right. Like, like, yeah, someone coughs and you go, oh, tuberculosis, here it comes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was... It's um hard to see coming. That was crazy. I didn't quite see it coming that way. I, I had to well, put yeah, my that graphically, and block the that TV. That graphically, no, no one did. That's, this that is, was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> this is my, my, even uh, though I'm not caught up, um, which I'm really sad about, 
I love Sundays just for watching Phyllis's Facebook feed. <laughs> she does things like takes she takes photos of the TV. Yeah. I do, and yeah. then she she writes uh, outfit spoiler alert. Yes, right. Or that yes. I look like Mr. Bates. Yes, you look like Mr. Bates. Yes, yeah, he does. yes oh. yeah, apparently. you do. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. I, I mean, I have a thing where I'm like, look, I'm in the West Coast time zone. It's on public TV. Yeah. You know, like, I, I guess I, I, I was a little defiant about the fact that a, <laughs> I wasn't actually spoiling anything, and b, people need to just watch it because it's on. You know, like to me, it's like yeah. a, yeah. you know, like a sporting event or something, but. Um, you know, I tried to be a little more sensitive and not actually spoil plot points this time. So I just called everything a spoiler and took pictures of the yeah. awesome outfits. <laughs> My favorite part. <laughs> and then about the event that you just described, I was completely silent until other people started bringing it up. But I still avoided saying what it was. But, you know, mm. now we pretty much just awesome. we pretty much spoiled it. But, you know, this will be out on Friday. So, you so know, sorry, Christy, though. I feel bad about that. Okay, but you had a moment because we started recording late tonight because your son had a moment during Downton Abbey last night. Yes, yes, he did. It was so cute and yeah. sad. So, I mean, I have to give him props because we didn't know about it until this morning. So he was being a really brave big boy. But what happened was this morning he was just a little crabby and pokey. And then eventually we found out that he was sad because he heard me and my friend and my husband like cackling at the TV and going, Oh snap. And all this crazy stuff. And he could tell we were having fun. And like, he didn't even care that it was a grown up show that he wouldn't have found it interesting, that it wasn't okay for kids to watch, blah, blah, blah. He didn't care because what he heard and what emotionally resonated with him was the fun that we were having. And he wished he was having fun with us. And so I felt bad and gave him a little extra hug and, now I have to figure out what we're going to do about that. Because when it's Nyquil. just me and Josh, I'm just usually <laughs> well, like, you know, oh, that's crazy. But, you know, with my friend over, it just got a little more lively and yeah. and exciting. And so and I feel bad that he was laying there being sad and Aww. maybe crying or something. I don't know. So, yeah, he's a sweetie. And, and I feel bad that he could hear us having all the all the crazy, wacky fun. But how good is he that he didn't come out of his room? Man, pretty awesome. Oh Pretty my god, awesome. Ellie would have come out and said, you guys are being way too loud. <laughs> yeah. And I'm Should scared. Should we try to salt game? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, no, he didn't salt game. Best just swallow those feelings, Gus. <laughs> oh, poor him. <laughs> oh. So, you know, unlike unlike Grandmama, I, I give him little extra loves so that he doesn't um, ulcerate <laughs> yeah, and don't, don't <laughs> ulcerate. all over the table. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my him. God. That was a... Yeah. yeah. We all knew yeah. something was coming. We knew what was coming, yeah. just not how graphically it was going yeah, to... Yeah, I thought he was just going to keel over and pass out, and then it was going to be a cliffhanger yeah. whether he was still alive or not. I didn't think that it was going right. to be like... And furthermore, like I was not anticipating that at all. That was normal. Now I really want to catch up. (laughs) Yes, you should. I do feel bad that we're spoiling it for you right now. Oh, Um, totally fine. It is. It's my fault. Very gross. Christy, did you have anything else for Phyllis before we start talking about the clip? I don't think so. Uh, Well, uh, just a quick. So you watch. So you listen to Howard Stern every day. 
Yeah, I don't always get to it same day. Um, it's it's a little different from TBTL because it ends up being more than four hours. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I have to decide, oh, do I want to listen to it now? Sometimes I, I want to, if they have a guest I'm interested in that I think is going to make news, mm-hmm. because I might want to listen to the interview in context before I'm reading the news about it. Right. But um, yeah, I, and also the, what makes it a little easier is Howard's only on three days a week. And so I can catch up before the following week. I don't really like to get more than a week behind on Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I haven't gotten to listen to him Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, which like, for di- for example, today I didn't get to listen, I, I can catch up on those days sometime during the week. Um, but it's, it's really true what I told Luke and Andrew a while ago, um, that a lot of times I'm prioritizing TBTL over Howard. And so I'll tend to get behind on Howard more easily than on TBTL. And of course, now I listen to you guys also. So I have those three Mm -hmm. that I'm trying to keep up with. Plus, actually, now I listen to after these messages as well. But I think I'm, I think I'm a week behind on that. Now, um, does Howard have a podcast? No, he um, he's exclusive to Sirius XM. So I need a Sirius XM account okay. to listen to it. And you used to also have to have a device, but I can now do it through my phone or computer. Mm-hmm. So I listen to him on my phone through my Sirius XM app, which I pay for. Okay, because I used to I got it free for a year with my car. Oh, fun. And so I would like have excuses to drive around or just sit in my driveway yes and actually the um um what's his name uh, gary delabate has an mm-hmm. after show and that's what yes this show was kind of made after because i yeah. like listening to that just as much as the howard show sometimes yeah you know the wrap-up show is not as good as it used to be actually they hit i would say they they had a format change and they hit a bump um, in the road kind of for, I don't know, a few months. And I even, I vowed to Luke, I was like, the wrap up show is so bad now. I'm not going to listen to it anymore. <laughs> but when you were listening to it, it was really, really good. Cause yeah. what was great about that is they would have conversations among themselves as staff that they would be embarrassed or afraid to have in front of Howard. Right. And then Howard would just play clips from it the next day. Like he dummies, you know, I'm going to hear this, which was so great. <laughs> and I like, I like that you have um, you know, taken that vibe of like, you know, what what would we as ten say about the show to each other that maybe we wouldn't say on the show? I think that's really cool, mm-hmm. and I think it makes for a great show. So great idea and great job. Huh. I'm glad Gary thought of it. <laughs> so so uh, postal codes or uh, sauce packet expiration dates. <laughs> Um, which is a more interesting show topic. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> oh. Uh, so uh, the tape. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. Uh, oh, the tape. John Tesh, his radio yes. show, Intelligence <laughs> for Your Life. It's, yes. It's not actually a five-hour show. Or just it's the John yeah, Tesh show, and then intelligence for your life is a segment. It's um, I think that they were saying it's a five-hour show, but that it's music, and there are a lot of shows that are kind of formatted that way, where like it's um, you know, that his show is formatted for a 
you know, it's your it's your work time radio station that you can all agree on mm-hmm. type of radio station. But his show is what comes on there at night. And so I bet the idea oh. behind that is retain listeners by playing the same format right. of music and by the fact just that people are too lazy to turn the dial. Yeah. But um, – you know, you kind of pad it out with all these articles from Red Book and things like that. And so, and a known personality, you know, who, you know, people may not think he's so exciting or whatever, but that's what makes him perfect for, um, you know, workplace radio that you can all agree on is, oh, I've heard of that guy. And maybe you kind of bust on him, but, you know, you're willing <laughs> to listen to what he has to say because his voice and his name are familiar. So it's really, it's actually a great idea. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it's it's kind of compelling. Yeah, it yeah. is. And and I think that I mean he I've heard him on Howard Stern show too and he has a sense of humor about mm-hmm. himself. You know, yeah. Howard used to call him the blonde Frankenstein to his <laughs> face. And you know, he knows that he married a beautiful woman. I think as you guys say outkicked his coverage yeah. if you're just going by, you know, physicality, but you know, Howard used to bust on him for that and what I learned from that and what I remembered is that he does have a sense of humor about himself. So I was I would always think about that whenever I'd hear the drops and stuff that that this segment generated like that well, on some level I would hope that if he heard it he'd be like, "Okay, that's pretty funny." Well, I have a lot more to say about this clip, but why don't we just play it and then we'll talk about it. Afterward. Yep. So, uh, so as we've been talking uh, already today at the top of the show, uh, uh, we have a proud tradition on this program of uh, completely uh, ripping off other more successful radio formats. And by more successful, I mean even at all successful. Because since we got canceled, anything that's still on the radio would be by definition more successful than us. <laughs> and... A few years ago, we did a Delilah show because Delilah was – she was queen of the of the nighttime radio. And um, uh, we, we were talking about maybe doing another Delilah show, but I think we were informed – was it by a listener, Jen, or was it just your personal travels that taught you about the Tesh? It was, it was my travels across the country. Um, it, be, it became clear to us that if we were going to try to ape a nighttime schmaltzy radio format, it, it really needs to at this point be – uh, John Tesh, Intelligence for Your Life. Intelligence for Your Life, the John Tesh Radio Show. Here we go with the most common body language mistakes that we make every day. We found this intel in Red Book Magazine. Number one, crossing your arms and legs. Now, this gesture, of course, says I'm close to whatever you're saying. I'm doing that right now, by the way. <laughs> That's not... Sorry, Jen. This that... show, by the way, is on over 400 stations. This would explain, by the way, why... You and I aren't able to communicate properly <laughs> because you can't see because you're in Indiana and I'm in Seattle. I can I, tell. Yeah, you, I can tell. You are closed off. I'm protecting myself from something or I just wish I wasn't here. So what's the fix on this? <laughs> the crossing arms and legs thing. Find something comfortable to do with your arms other than crossing them, like keeping them down by your side, putting one hand on your hip. I'm famous for that. Or sticking a hand in your pocket. Wait a second. The next wait a second, body wait a second. language. Let me get back to the mic. <laughs> I was plugging the computer in. Is the Tesh really famous for that? Uh, I mean, is I'm that... thinking back to all my years of entertainment tonight. Yeah, I'm, I'm going night by night in my memory. Yeah, because this is a guy who has really accomplished a lot. I mean, he uh, he was on Entertainment Tonight. He's a one of the leading composers and performers of horrendous music. He's uh, he's got a hit radio show now. But above all, is he known for uh, <laughs> crossing his uh, or leaning his hand on his hip or whatever? 
the next body language goof we don't want you to make anymore, avoiding eye contact. Experts say refusing to meet somebody's eyes indicates you're nervous, you have no confidence, or even worse, you're just untrustworthy. Slowly get comfortable by maintaining eye contact a little bit longer during every conversation you have. Next, twist. Now, I wonder about that one, too. I know that we weren't, we're not here to analyze the life intelligence because, again, the man is on 400 radio, <coughs> radio stations. Well, and he made it clear he got this information out of Red Book. Yes. I mean, it doesn't. <laughs> it, was right, it was right behind the flourless chocolate cake recipe. <laughs> so, but yeah, I no, do. I mean, this is from Red Book, so let's yeah, be careful if right. we question it. Fair enough. Twisting your jewelry, playing with your hair. Body language experts say this makes you look really nervous. But the habits are so ingrained, you may not even be aware that you're doing it. So whenever you feel even a little nervous, take a mental inventory of what you're doing. And if you're displaying a nervous tick, become conscious of it and stop or ask a friend to help you out. Hmm. Okay. Not to question Red Book by way of the Tesh, but I feel like if you have, like I had a nervous nose scrunching tick when I was in middle school. And my parents made me go see the, the school psychiatrist about it. And it made me, then I was hyper aware of it. And I did it more and more and more. I was a, not able to stop. Does that seem like bad advice? Well, how did you end up beating it? Um, it just went away? Nose surgery. <laughs> Completely, complete rhinoplasty, uh, which was expensive because I had to pay for it myself. You know, I had a hard scrabble childhood, Jennifer. <laughs> Well, I know that as an adult, you have an ongoing trouble with burping while you're doing radio shows, and well, I've tried to help you with that for only years. because of the nachos. <laughs> All right. And the final body language no-no, slouching. Deborah Fine, author of The Fine Art of Small Talk, says, Do you think she wrote that book just because it worked <laughs> with her day? <laughs> Poor posture practically shouts, I'm not handling this well. I don't feel competent. I'm depressed. Don't you feel, by the way, like what we're hearing is probably the will make the best drops we've ever had on this show? <laughs> Just like isolating little two-second, uh, <laughs> I'm not having this. I'm not hearing it. I'm not handling this well. I don't feel competent. I'm depressed. I'm slouching. Fine says, force yourself to stand and sit up straight. Hold your head up and smile. Eventually, you're going to start to feel as confident as you look. And if you want to go further, this is a great book to recommend to you. It's the definitive book of body language by Alan and Barbara Pease. As always, there's a link for you, Tesh.com, under books and websites. Called Minding Your P's and Q's. <laughs> so Once that, you get down the fine point of slouching. That is the one of the most popular radio shows in America, right there. That's what you have there. That's what you've just been enjoying. Um, what did you say, Flash? Like 400 stations? Yeah. And, and it's probably even higher than that. I mean, it's one of those shows that is just like growing exponentially. And 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 uh, what do you attribute that to? Well, I think it's a little bit like Delilah in that it's comforting, but I think that men don't like to listen to Delilah because it's like reading chiclet, mm-hmm. you know. And but it's like you know he's just giving you all this kind of stuff that I think seems pretty obvious, but it's just good background, and it's not like my husband is in Iraq and I'm. I miss him so much. You know, the Delilah stuff right. is so downer and very, very female oriented. So I think that the Tesh thing, like anybody can listen and it's nothing offensive and it's not, it's just like kind of practical stuff all night long. And now the, what he makes are just those interstitial things. And then it's whatever music is on the radio. Right. That ra- so it's not, it's not for a particular genre of radio station, right? No, it's, I heard it all over the country on every kind, you know, easy listening, country, pop, it's, 
it, you know, it can fit into whatever is your nighttime music that you're playing on your station, which is, you know, another reason probably why it's growing so much. Yeah. Well, um, you know, again, we were wondering if, if we if we kind of borrowed a little bit from this format, if we brought some of our intelligence for your life, uh, if maybe that would, uh, I don't know, if that would be something uh, something that would cause us to maybe uh, grab a few listeners here and there. Now, Flash, we've got a few of these actually that we've uh, that we've put together. Uh, do, you, do would you like to start going to play one from uh, our esteemed colleague Sean DeTori? <laughs> First, what's your um, what's your preference? Let's start with Sean. Okay, uh, he he's brought a few intelligences here. Um, I haven't listened to any of them, so that's right there a red flag. But um, uh, I would also mention that we didn't have a lot of time to do research, so we just kind of used our own common sense. On facts. <laughs> um, okay, so should we uh, should we should we just go for it here? Yeah. Which let's do which it. which which one of these intelligences should we hear first? Uh, let's go with pin, the pinball virus. All right, here it is. A little TBTL intelligence for your life. This is Sean DeTory with intelligence for your life. Some scientists are now predicting that pinball will be extinct within six years. This is due to a bizarre Y2K-type virus that is infecting the machines, and no one knows quite how to stop it. Can it be spread to humans? Maybe. Can it be spread to other non-pinball arcade games like Buck Hunter? Probably. This super virus is already causing chaos in some parts of French Canada, and may have already decimated the pinball population of Bolivia and Iceland. Although leaders in those countries refuse to confirm these reports, leaving us only to speculate. Experts recommend that if you have a machine in your home, you record the top scores with a notary public present, obviously, and then immediately unplug it. If this virus lands in America, you may want to remove the machine from your home and then burn your home down. <laughs> Godspeed. All right, so there's a little uh, intelligence for your life, and I have to say um, uh, that song is is good, which means it would never actually get played during <laughs> any intelligence for your life segment. But other than that, I don't know. I didn't, you didn't do such a bad job. No, that was great. Great to even hear. Sounds about. like most of that was made up, but I mean, I don't know. That's probably I've I've heard rumor that that's not something that doesn't happen during the actual. Intelligence for your life. Well, I mean, Pitch we've been meetings. in radio a long time. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you want to? Uh, do you want to take a stab at one, Flash? Sure, I'd love to. Okay. So uh, now here's the thing. I don't know where Sean got that exciting music for his. Uh, we don't have that music, but what I do have uh, is um, I do have Round Ball Rock, which is <laughs> you know 
the NBA on NBC theme that John Tesh actually wrote. Right, that's it, his first fifty million right there. Would it be okay if we made that your if that was your intelligence for your life music flash? I think that's gonna go really well with what I have to share actually. Okay, and then uh, and then we're gonna go let's see, we'll go out with another song. What do you wanna what should we I'll intro it. Oh, okay. Well, I'll just uh, I'll, I'll follow your Adele lead at the end. Okay, I'll Excellent. follow your lead. And by the way, after uh, we come back uh, from the uh, musical break, we will also at some point make contact with an actual John Tesh show producer, who uh, will tell us how we're doing so far on our uh, in- intelligencing up everybody's life. You ready to do this, Flash? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Intelligence for your life. Recent reports state that 50% of dogs in America are overweight. This is a serious concern for pet owners as doggy obesity can lead to arthritis, eczema, herpes, even joint pain. 35% of veterinarians who participated in this study suggested that the problem stems from excess carbohydrates in most American dog food and that pet owners would see immediate weight loss in their pets if they went to an Atkins-style diet. This means throw out the puppy chow and science diet and set a place at the table. Yes, your family's table needs to make room for Fido. Dish him up plenty of protein and vegetables, but skip his plate when you pass the rolls. Now you might also wonder about your dog treats. Bad news there as well. We're learning from this study that your dog treats are made of bull penis. While this sounds like good news, you might be surprised to know that bull penis is in fact not a protein, but in actuality, part of the yam family. Don't be fooled by some packaging that labels it bull whistle. This is still bull penis and still a starch. So experts recommend that you replace your dog treats with dried carrots and peas. Yum! Your pets will love it, won't they? And now, let's hear a little Adele. Her latest album, 21, comes out today. Here you go, a little Adele on intelligence for your life. It's bringing me out the dark Finally I can see you crystal clear Go ahead and sell me out And I'll lay your ship back See I'll leave with every piece of you
All right, this is uh, TBTL, the show that's probably too beautiful to live normally. Although right now we're getting we're getting some serious intelligence uh, for your lives. Wow, Jen, that was amazing. Thank you. I mean, thank the, you. Did you feel like you learned something? Well, I had no idea that they would try to pass bull penis off his what is it bull weasel <laughs> bull whistle bull whistle. I think that guy might be like. The fourth dude in the Cash Money Millionaires, too. Bull Whistle. Uh, he's the guy standing behind Birdman in that uh, Wheezy video. Um, that was, yeah, that was a lot of, uh, that was, and you know, the thing about that intelligence is that, that was hard won in your own life. Yeah. You came yeah. by it honestly after feeding your dog actual bull penis. For years. Yeah, so um, we, uh, uh, this show, are trying to, because it's the TBT Elethon 2011, The Deuce. Uh, we're trying to... Um, Figure out uh, ways that we might be able to uh, generate a little bit more donation on uh, all of y'all's part over at tbtl.net. Because, of course, this is the uh, week out of the year where we, uh, we remind you guys that uh, this thing is kind of expensive and a hassle to do every single uh, day of our lives. And so uh, uh, we're thinking that uh, maybe you could help us out by going to tbtl.net and by um, uh, clicking on uh, one of those little PayPal boxes and, uh, and giving us a uh, hand. But anyway, we also thought that maybe maybe part of why we didn't get quite the number of uh, donations that we thought we were going to get yesterday is because we do have, in fact, literally tens of listeners. That's something that we started as a joke. But jokes aren't funny when they're true. Wait, that's not <laughs> – they actually are more funny when they're true. But anyway, the upshot is uh, we thought what we need to do is identify a Bafo Sacco radio format, a kind of show that's just completely dominant in the ratings, and then borrow that. And in fact, that's what we're doing today with the John Tesh Intelligence For Your Life show. And uh, I believe we may have on the line, if this person, who is a professional radio producer, so they should know that when they get a random phone call on their phone and they're just hearing Adele playing, it means stand by for the on-air host. <laughs> We have a uh, an anonymous person who is, and this is no joke, this is not some Phil Hendry made-up bullshit. This person is an actual producer on The John Tesh Show, and we now welcome them to TBTL. Hello, mystery guest. Hi. I am a little radio professional, and I did know to hang on. Oh, you're so good. <laughs> you are the second best. Jen's the best. In- in spite of the fact that I really, really, really had to go to the bathroom and had no idea you guys were going to be calling. So you didn't get our email? I did not. <laughs> you know what never happens on uh, Intelligence for Life with John Tish? They never start 45 minutes late inexplicably. <laughs> no problem. How are you guys? We we are great. Well, I can't speak for Jen. Jen, how are you? Well, I'm super sad for, that Jane Doe wasn't here when we just did my intelligence for your life because I think she would have been a really – I mean, she could have really told me how I can make it better. Do you want to do another one? I, maybe. I kind of do because I okay. want her real opinion. So a couple of the things. Yeah, I am a radio professional. I can give uh, really good insight on this, I'm sure. Okay. So um, – we don't really have the um, we don't really have the official uh, intelligence for your life music, which is amazing. I don't know what robot made that, but it is good. I think John made it himself. <laughs> Actually, that would follow, right? Yeah. But we have uh, instead, instead we've been using something else that John made himself, which is the round ball rock theme. Oh, of course. So, um, Jen, do you? Yeah, we actually still use that. <clears throat> really. Yeah, oh yeah. No, we use it all the time. We, we, I think we open almost every top of the hour with it. If I wrote that, I'd use it every day, too. 
It is, I have to say, a really sweet song, only because I, I associate it with Michael Jordan. Now, I was watching, mystery producer, I was watching um, uh, a YouTube video of the Tesh, and he did this whole bit that he always does where he was traveling when he wrote that song, uh, when he thought of the song, and he called his answering machine, and he sang it in his answering machine, and he was, he was I believe this was live at Red Rock, which I know you probably have on Laserdisc. Uh, which was prob- probably your Christmas gift, right? Everyone that works on the show? No, we got absolutely zero for Christmas, actually. <laughs> Not that you're angry. <laughs> they can nope, check it I'm out, though. But, but um, he had this answering machine on stage with him on top of the piano, and he played through the microphone a message. And it's such a great story because, you know, it's him singing into the machine. Da, 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 da. But I've, it was almost too perfect. Do you know if that true? if that story is true or not? Um, I am positive that John Tesh would never lie about something like that. Really? Really? I think it's true. You know, to be honest, I actually have no idea because, um, I uh, didn't even uh, know that story. (laughs) I haven't heard the answering machine and have not seen Live at Red Rock. Well, okay. Uh, Obviously, you know what you're doing this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I can tell you that we have... Uh, many, many, many of those DVDs in the office, so I will go and snag one uh, tomorrow morning, and I will watch it immediately. Okay, do you want to try an intellig- another intelligence for your life, Flash? Yes, I do. Yes, I really want mystery producers Okay, uh, mystery. Okay, it. mystery producers. So, uh, all right, well, uh, you ready to go, Jen? Here we go. Okay. I'm ready. Intelligence for your life. Media reports emanating from the college airwaves and 24-hour news talk radio stations are reporting a higher-than-ever number of men and women confused by the terms miss and ma'am. When one is trying to gain the attention of a female, whether she be behind the counter of a coffee shop, in front of you on the subway, or answering your knock at her door, it is increasingly difficult to ascertain a salutation. Los Angeles etiquette expert Lola Honeybone offers the following (laughs) suggestions. First, never substitute hey you, hey lady, or yo bitch just because you are confused. Second, do not use dear or sweetie unless you yourself are over the age of 79. Third, ma'am is actually appropriate for any woman but can often be mistaken as an offensive term if the woman in question feels you are making an assumption about her age being advanced. Therefore, you may want to generally use the term miss in order to avoid the all-too-common retort, you say ma'am and I look around for my mother. Let's be honest, no one ever needs say that again. And if calling someone ma'am leads to that overused, unfunny phrase, by all means, let's all strike it from our vocabulary. Finally, throughout much of the South, the entire dispute has been ended by substituting all greetings, male and female, with y'all. This ends any confusion over the Miss versus Ma'am dispute and can be applied to more than one person at a time. Remember that language is simply a tool to communicate, and learning how to use it in a way that gets your point across without offending anyone or leading to corny cliches is just plain smart. Y'all enjoy y'all's day! And that's intelligence for your life. Wow. 
That was. Re- I also think you won the NBA championship. Dan, I feel like the smartest person in the room. Really? You do from That's hearing one that. That's my other catchphrases. Don't you guys know that one? No, that was it is. making you the smartest person in the room. It's on all of our hats, all of our mugs. And I just it's, won it's that. A, it's that thing. Yeah, that's a, it's a big thing. But, but I, I will tell you uh, two quick things. First of all... Great. I need some uh, constructive nothing, criticism. Yeah. So, so uh, I thought that it ended real strong, but uh, I think it was... Uh, it, nothing is over 90 seconds that we do. That, that's the oh. key to our success. Nothing over 90 seconds. Would you say okay, that's the... Two minutes. Would you say yeah. that's the secret sauce? I, I would definitely say that that's the John Tesh secret sauce. Um, <laughs> okay, so I needed some editing. Over... So also, um, it sounded very newsy at the top, and the whole key is that it's supposed to sound like he's just talking to you. You know, like Luke or oh. John Tesh, they're just talking to you. Mm-hmm. Oh. And that's how it's that's, okay. that's the So it's basically, uh, the, you know what the trick that I use when writing for the show is I... Um, just tell the story to myself in my head, and then I put it down on paper exactly the way I told it to myself in my head. And then, are you generally uh, are you generally pleased with how it comes out when you hear the Tesh uh, reading it on something like I don't know kids like kids cereal or something? You are presupposing, of course, that I. The thing is, is that I. Um, well, now, let me ask you this: Did you write this one? Counting down, so we is, is Kid Serial yours? With your host, John Tesh. Number five. What do you think would happen if you stopped using online social media for a full week? Oh, website. I, they have those title, these titled in iTunes as one of the five things he did. But let's just listen, Jen. I don't want, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to put you on front street, but let, just listen to his casual reading style <laughs> and take a few tips. No, I want to learn from John. The John Tesh Radio Show, and this week's top five topics. Number four. All right, so here's the scary headline I was telling you about. The uh, least healthy cereals happen to be the ones being marketed to children the most, and I think we all suspected that. We got this out of ABC News. It's the conclusion of a new study now from Yale University's Rudd Center for Food Policy and Obesity. Researchers analyzed the content of popular cereals using a nutrient profiling system. They reviewed data on how cereals are marketed to kids, and some of the results are frightening. Cereal competition. And he already said, frightening. See, that's not... Yeah, I actually that's am not, realizing how good he is. Down, the dynamics of his voice. Yeah, exactly. That's not your grandpa's, your grandpa's newsread. <laughs> <No>. Frightening. I <laughs> <laughs> just thought, thought we'd celebrate with a little round ball rock there. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it's so interesting now that you just played that. I mean, it's you can actually tell that he's mastered that ability to he's he is reading a news story but he's doing in this way as if he just brought it up at the dinner table now can i can we ask doesn't it feel like that like it feels very sort of like warm and like i just want you to know this so that you can be the smartest person in the room yeah Yeah. just just and 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 if you if you question that we have some hats to prove it that have that also printed (laughs) on them and mouse pads (laughs) mouse pads (laughs) um so mystery producer um can you just take us through how these, like how a, a I guess a, is it a, is it a um, once a day show or is it weekly? It is once a day for five hours every day, and then another uh, bunch of hours on the weekends. And then we also have Intelligence for Your Health with Connie Selica, his wife, which is a weekend show that is focused mainly on uh, making you the healthiest person in the room. Wow. <laughs> <It's> uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Connie <laughs> Selica, by the way. Wait, wait. That um, just flashes so, me back to hotel. How, how do you guys? Um, how do you come up with a show? Like, like you know, what, what are the what are the what are the editorial meetings like? What's the what's the what do you actually do on a day to day basis? But somebody the the uh, somebody high up emails me stories, and I. Uh, write them. <laughs> I wish I could say that it was more exciting than that, but we, you know, we look around on the old internet and um, find the most interesting, it's all like news you can use, you know, so like news you can use, it's all like stuff that piques your interest, and then uh, and then we sit at our computer and plonk away at the old keyboard until we have a totally awesome script for John. Now, what's your, do you have a personal favorite is there a is is there an intelligence that you've brought to the lives of um, heavy set soccer moms? Uh, uh, that's not the demo. Uh, some of them are no, on, some of them are on SlimFest. No, but uh, I think it's heavy set soccer moms, and um, uh, it seems to be sort of like Midwestern hairdressers are also big on the show. Those are not mutually exclusive. But um, right. so so, point. is there one that you are most proud of that that you wrote that you actually you really think, man, I nailed it on that one. Um, I am proud of everything that I've written on the show. Um, I'm especially proud. Sometimes there's stories that I think are. Uh, I feel like sometimes I get to like sneak some interesting things into the show. Um, so I've written a lot of stuff about like food and food policy oh really and i mean there's nothing really funny about that but i feel like i've told a bunch of you know people who spend their money at like walmart and mcdonald's that they really should be buying organic at the local uh farmer's market and it's you know 20 times healthier and there's less sodium and blah 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 do you get any do you get any push by farm-raised beef (laughs) do you get any pushback on any of that sort of stuff uh, if we do, it comes into this poor girl who has to answer all the listener email, and it never crosses my desk. So, but, but, so like, far, so good. It's a good system. So, in, but I mean, I I mean internally, though, do you have to like fight for intelligences? What do you call them? Stories, segments, intelligentsia. We call them stories. We call them stories. I don't know if we necessarily call ourselves the intelligentsia <laughs> at this point. Uh, you know, they have one of those in Chicago now. There's a freaking intelligence. Really? There's an intelligentsia, like the one in L.A., but there's one in Chicago. But I digress. It took me 45 minutes to get a latte there the other day. I was standing by. Minutes. I was standing by Tom York at the one in Silver Lake, and I flipped the fuck out. No way! I was uh, sitting next to. Uh, oh my god! I couldn't forget his name. He's on a show where he plays a clown. It's a comedy show. It was started on the internet. Oh, Rob Corddry. Oh, Rob Corddry. Yes, I was sitting next to him uh, we, at uh, Intelligentsia. I feel day. like I feel like we know him from somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we did he a lot. We had a drunken encounter. <laughs> he was incredible, incredible wasted on our. I show. feel like I started poking him repeatedly <laughs> oh, that's in the arm. Right. I saw that. Yeah, uh, that okay. Was, anyway, that was so fun. we digress. I'm sorry. What was? What were you asking? <laughs> um, I just. Is that salvation digression? Is that how the phones ring? By the way, at uh, at. At, at Teshwan Studios, I uh, I don't know. Uh, line four, line four, <laughs> mystery producer, line four. Um, so what? What? Uh, so, you, in other words, actually, I want to I want to just uh, ask about this a little bit more because I think it's actually really fascinating. Which is that 
you have this gig and and you know i was being a little jokey about maybe who the main consumer of it is but in a way you have this great conduit into the minds of um, a huge number of Americans and particularly probably moms who make like a lot of decisions about their family and stuff. And it sounds like you can kind of like actually put some interesting stuff in there and like single handedly tell people about things like organic food and stuff. That's got to be kind of cool. You've totally touched on the reason why I actually really enjoy doing what I'm doing, because I think that these these are not, like, you're not preaching to the choir with all this, like, you know, like, all this, like, hokey-dokey liberal yes. Like, you're not preaching to the choir when you talk to these people. You're talking to the people that you are not, that, that like, don't watch Rachel Maddow or whatever and have no idea, like, you know, what public radio is or whatever, you know what I yeah. mean? So, uh, I, I feel like... I feel like it really, <laughs> maybe this sounds really dumb, but I really do feel like it kind of makes a difference. Like, in the little things that are important to me, like uh, like eating natural foods and stuff like that, I feel like it actually does make a difference. These are These are people who are like, you know, maybe, just maybe, they might start supporting, I don't know, some local producer of something. Who knows? Yeah. I think that's a, I think, I think that's great on... Uh, a couple of different levels. Number one, I, th- I think it's not, what you're saying makes perfect sense. I mean, I think it's accurate. And I also think that, bizarrely enough, it's a really great example of finding joy in your job, even if there are things about it that could otherwise be frustrating. Exactly. Like, we all have frustrations. I basically think we're creating another intelligence for people's lives right here. In a very meta sort of way, in that you're finding a way, mystery producer, to, like, find the joy in what your job is and then really kind of go for that part of it. Right. And, and because of that, then I, um, like I, you can, you can look and you can find all the crap or you can look and you can see the silver lining. And in this case, I really think that that's kind of a big silver lining. Yeah. Huge. Do you want to, uh, can you, can you stay for another moment or two and just, um, give us a little, give us some feedback on one of Sean's intelligences? Oh, I would love, um, love to hear one of Sean's intelligence. They're, 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 um, they're, they're special. I'll say that. Uh, <laughs> do you, do you w- w- Flash? Would you rather we hear about? I just have the titles of these. One says cheese, and one says super rating. Right. Um, well, one is uh, how to make any meal gourmet by using cheese, and the other is what to do if you have a I super rating. I did not wound. do that one. What's that? I didn't do that one. No, that's not yours. That's no, no. That's these Sean's. Are all us. <laughs> oh, okay, that makes um, sense. Okay, um, do you sorry. want? Uh, wait, we have wait. written these entirely from our own hearts. Okay, and so minds. so how to make anything gourmet by adding cheese, and then what is the other one about? How to deal with a superating wound, wound on your leg? Yeah. What's your mystery producer? What's your what's your uh, choice here? What's your poison? Well, I I think that um, the one that is more cogent to my life would definitely be the superating wound. So okay. I'll take oh, that yeah. one. I feel that makes me concerned about your health and well-being, <laughs> but that's not going to stop us. I do have a child in preschool. Here's a little. Uh, here's a little more intelligence for everyone's life. This is Sean DeTory with intelligence for your life. Doctors say four out of five Americans will suffer from a superating wound this year alone. Therefore, it's important to know how to recognize such a wound and how to treat it. A superating wound is identifiable by an oozing pus-type substance. This is caused by, one, a cut to your leg that goes untreated, two, an infection, and three, the red dye used in children's band-aids. If you notice your wound superating, 
coat it in butter immediately, wrap it in plain gauze, and ingest one to two tablespoons of Sprite. These steps will cure up to 80% of such injuries. Sadly, death is often seen in the other 20%. Remember this limerick. There was once a gal with a scratch. She left it as if it would hatch. When it started to ooze, she drank some booze, and now she's nobody's catch. It isn't any more complicated than that. As a child, I knew that the stars could only get brighter, and we would get closer. All right, so that's Sean's intelligence for your life. Uh, forgetting the Antony and the Johnsons way too hip music uh, that he tagged it with mystery producer. What do you what do you think? Well, I will certainly give him points for the length. I think that that was um, a very good length. I see that he's picked up on um, the intelligence for your life way, which is to give bullet points or numbers. We do mm-hmm. that a lot, and it's uh, it's a good way of relaying information. Um, I do uh, have to say that I'm a little about some of his. Uh, I'd like to I'd like to see the research um, on some of his. Um, and some of his uh, ideas there. I, I don't know that four out of five moons are superating, but I think that maybe somebody should look into that. Just a little fact checking, I think. What about what needs. about what about ending it on a limerick? Is that Teshian? That is not at all Teshian. In fact, I think that John Tesh would um, uh, probably yell at one of his producers about something like that. It's not oh. necessarily something you would do, but it works for Sean and. The delivery was a little too newsy once again. Can you mm-hmm. um, uh, can you tell us anything, mystery producer, about the Tesh that will blow our mind? Since you actually um, work with him, and we've only admired him uh, from afar. From, from afar, well, I, I, from I, I also have only just admired him from afar. <laughs> really? I think I've met him <laughs> twice in the two years that I've worked there. Um, uh, I will tell you, he does not like popcorn and. Um, uh, he does I not will, like popcorn. How is that? that how is that? Wait, let's let let's not let's not skip past that little nugget. What? How? What, how do you it's know? America's he doesn't, food, for God's sake. Exactly. How do you know he doesn't like popcorn? It's it's sort of a office lore that he does not like popcorn. So when John is in the office, nobody puffs popcorn. <laughs> you just don't do it. And if you think he might be <laughs> near the office or going to be the office within a day or two. Also, don't pop popcorn just to make sure that there's no lingering scent. Sounds like right. you can kind of never pop popcorn then because, <laughs> like, he's, it's always so, a chance in three can, days he could randomly show up, right? No, not usually. I think, like, like I've been there two years, I've seen him twice, and three times if he can have a time when he Skyped in to the office Christmas party. Um, uh, Wait a minute. In two years, um, he makes a one, one appearance a year. That's the average. Yeah, and, and actually, they were all in the first year, so I haven't seen him in a year, probably, maybe more. What do you probably think like it that. is? Is it just his busy schedule, or is it that, you know, he had a couple of couple of bad popcorn incidents? Why, why does he, why does he maintain, maintain such distance? Well, you know, I mean, the man travels all the time. Like, he still does concerts, like, sold-out, huge, crazy nuts concerts. You say that uh, with a certain amount like of surprise. You say that with surprise in your voice. May I direct you to... Oh, <laughs> oh shit. No. I shit. had the sound down. 
probably everybody's probably everybody's victory there, although not now. Wait, hold on. I can Please do, do direct me once again to Round Ball Rock. Yeah. Happy to. There you go. Yeah, what's that? It's amazing. It's good. No, so yeah, he does uh, tons of concerts, and yes, I was surprised because um, uh, I didn't know that. Hmm. Um, well, I, I have to say, I have a little, I, I have my round, uh, my round ball rock. I have my intelligence for your life here, um, which I wrote like while we were talking. So I think, oh, good. I think it's going to, why win- do you tell me that kind of stuff? I'm actually, I'll tell you why flash, because I actually, I'm wondering if it's going to, in a bizarre way, satisfy more of the, of mystery producers criteria for these because things. you've been learning as we've been going. Well, number one, yes, I, will, I I have the advantage of getting to go last, or not, maybe not last, but later on in the uh, in the in the show. So I've been able to like pick up some of those things, and also it sounds like the main thing you guys are trying to go for in the creation of these is to make them sound like they're just coming off the cuff, and that's quite literally exactly. what's happening here. So that's yeah, all. I'm ready. I can't wait. I you've you've had the benefit of my experience, and I'm interested to hear what you've come up with. All right, let me see. Also, it's going to be hard to read because my handwriting is frigging awful. Um, but uh, okay, let's let's see if I can uh, do this. Intelligence for your life. Hey, top four tips for teen fathers. Hey, don't wear skinny jeans to your kid's volleyball game. The players are going to ask your kid, "Is your dad trying to be like cool or something?" Number two, <laughs> fight the urge to share each other's bottles of Oxy Ten. You save some cash, but you violate skincare boundaries. <laughs> Numero trace, make peace with the fact that most of your communication will be by way of, quote, liking posts they've put on their Facebook page. And numero four, make peace with the fact that that Facebook page is a total fake, meant to throw you off the scent of their real life. How's that? That was good. It falls more in our interstitial category. I wouldn't call that necessarily like one of our, there's, there's like neat stories and then there's like, you know, things that we use to spill like 15, 20 seconds. Uh, and I think that that probably falls into that That's category. not a, that's not a full on round ball rocking. It wouldn't fall I, under I, relationships I, yeah. intelligence? No, that would go probably in between like a Taylor Swift song and <laughs> Jewel just to fill up. Do you guys okay. have? I'm so GD. I'm so GD competitive. I'm so frustrated. Do you want to do one more flash? Do you want to trim one down? Do you want to like? I mean, I could try one just off the top of my head because yeah. I feel like I've gotten so much okay. from the street. Here, let's yeah. do this. You know what? Let's let's do this, Flash. I will. Uh, oh. No, listen, listen. I I will take another moment to uh, remind everyone what we're doing here. I'll basically vamp for two minutes. Okay. Do you think you can like just come up with a couple yeah. of bullet points? In like uh, two minutes? Okay. Yep. Uh, so uh, as you know, uh, today is uh, day two of uh, TBT Alathon 2011, The Deuce. And, uh, so uh, you, got, uh, you got my money? This is the, uh, the week where we're just uh, taking a little break in the uh, various shows to uh, remind you that this thing is a pain in the ass to do five days a week. And, um, and we love it. Don't you hate it when people say that, by the way? Uh, you know, like... like <laughs> I was talking to this lady, Maria Bamford, and she was talking about um, her, like, intrusive sexual and violent thoughts 
that she's had suffered from for years of obsessive compulsive nature that she's finally gotten therapy for. But then she jokingly said something like, it's a gift. You know, people say that like about the, the worst possible thing. Anyway, I'm, I'm digressing here. What I'm trying to say to all of you is uh, we love doing the show, but it is actually it's really time consuming. And also, I was just yesterday paying the TBTL bills, y'all, where I was paying for the Internet connection and the phone and uh, all of the stuff that's associated with trying to just like uh, get this show mounted every day. And I realize it really adds up. So if you if you have it in your heart, if you want to go to tbtl.net, you can uh, give us a little donation of any amount you feel comfortable with, and you'll get a bitchin' poster signed by me and Jen and Sean. Uh, and uh, you will also live in our hearts forever as one of our favorite people uh, on Earth. So that's um, that's the TBTLathon 2011, and uh, we we sure would uh, sure would appreciate your help. Hey, mystery producer, do you think that uh, John Tesh Intelligence for Your Life would that be a good business model for you guys to just basically tell people they can pay some money if they if they like it? Um, yeah, like for us, it would be a killer business model. Well, I, I think though that the business model that they've come up with has been fairly lucrative. <laughs> so I don't know that we're going to change it anytime soon. Right, it's working, so don't <laughs> don't break it. Yeah, right. Like if it ain't broke, don't pay. Like, did you know that we're on like three hundred and sixty something stations? I think we thought it was four hundred. So, it's so far three hundred and sixty. It's an insane. If, if we knew it was only three three hundred and sixty, we would have talked to Delilah. Is she, by the way, is she like your sworn enemy? Oh yeah. Well, we, it's not like we, uh, you know, have like Delilah strategy sessions or anything <laughs> like that. But she is definitely the. I mean, we're beating her in almost every market. Not to, you know, toot horn or anything. Isn't but it? Isn't in it? the markets we're in, that we're in like a head-to-head with her, we're beating it. Isn't it funny how um, even if you're doing a gig that maybe was at the when you first got involved with it, something you wouldn't imagine would be totally in your wheelhouse, if I can put this delicately. Oh, so true. But then once it's just about like what whatever you're doing with that thing, you still want to kick everyone else's ass who's doing that thing. <laughs> Too. It's so like, don't talk about my mama. Like, right. nobody exactly. can talk bad about the Jive Pesh radio show. Exactly. All right, Flash, how are you doing yes. over there? I think I'm ready. Okay. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. We've got to get on the... Uh I got to get on the right uh, the right uh, foot here. Okay. So now, mystery producer, don't don't forget that you're you're seeing if I'm better than than Luke. Oh, oh, and that's being, fine. No, if I'm already ready to uh, put down okay. my judgment. Then the answer is yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, then why were you going to do this? I know. Okay. Uh, are you ready, Flash? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Intelligence for your life. You know. Young people in their 20s are starting to face a situation that they haven't prepared for. Their friends are starting to divorce. Now, most of these young people, often called millennials, find that their own parents were divorced and are now being extra traumatized by seeing it in their friends as well. So if this is happening to you, a lot of divorce and and child and family experts have, have offered up some some helpful things to keep in mind. First, know that you can't change it. Like you couldn't change your parents' divorce, you can't change your friend's divorce. Second, choose the friend you've known longest and give them all your support. Then, you know what? Use that Huey Lewis song, So Happy to Be Stuck With You, as just a hopeful talisman of your future successful marriage. 
And that's going to that's gonna be, you know, something helpful just for you to hold on to. And that's a little intelligence for your life. I can already tell you what Mystery Producer is going to say. <laughs> Huey Lewis is strong. Okay, you tell me what. Because I, I have to say, you, you tell me what you think I'm going to say. I think you're going to, well, because you're not, you know, you're not deaf. If you are deaf, this is the most amazing radio interview of all time because you, you have covered for it so well. But uh, I think you're going to say the Huey Lewis in the News is strong because, I mean, anytime you can close with a Huey, yeah. Huey Lewis in the News reference, strong. Um, and uh, I, liked, I liked the casual tone, although for a moment I thought you might be channeling Andy Rooney. <laughs> I'm annoyed you know. by divorce. Yeah. What's the deal with eyebrows? What I don't know, sir. Uh, I guess they call them millennials. What do you What do you say? What do you say, mystery producer? Uh, uh, this is what I say. I think damn near spot on in so many ways. What are the ways? First of all, the length was superb. Mm-hmm. Second of all, the 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 thing that I love the most is that you gave a what to do if. You know, because that's the whole point about being the smartest person in the room. You always got to be ready for whatever happens. So you give them a what to do if. If you are getting divorced, this is what's happening. I thought it was very conversational. I thought it was actually a story that we would totally do. <laughs> and I'm thinking about maybe pitching it tomorrow because I really like it. And, uh, yeah, big, big ups, Jen. Big ups. Oh, I'm so excited. I thought it was Thank great. you. Oh, okay. Well, Are you, uh, well I'm just, what I'm saying tonight, I, instead of going, ah, God, Luke won. No, I just feel like there's a lot of teen dads that are gonna go <laughs> intelligenceless now because because mine didn't make the cut. That's all right. Sorry. Just, you know what? Sorry. That's fine. We're used to it. It's teen dads. Yeah, you know what? Disappointment is the name of the game. This is radio, man. Um, no, this is podcasting, man. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. I forgot. Uh, by the way, Flash, we were supposed to play you out with another, what I would consider truly awful song. Maybe oh, yeah. We can, maybe we can... I got to choose my songs, which Luke would never listen no, to. No, I loved the Adele years. song. She wants me to also... I was, supposed to, I was supposed to tag one of those things with the Zach Brown band. Tash is often on country music, and so I picked a country music song I like. Hey, what is, by the way, Mystery Producer, what is the... Is there a specific format that tends to be where most of your kind of uh, carriage is? Oh, yes. Listen at workstations. That's our bread and butter right there. Listen at workstations. Sure, sure. the dental office. I hope this is like proprietary information because that would be awful. I'm sure it occurred to other shows <laughs> to try to be people. your listen. Considering my whole life was spent like seeing cheesy commercials, your official at workstation. Yeah, but not apparently adding intelligence to people's lives. That's cool. No, it's cool. It's cool. No, no, it was, listen, the intelligence was solid. It was just the, you know, it yeah. just needs a little work in the yeah. other areas. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a, I, yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate your honesty. Uh, that's why you're yeah. our favorite. That's why you're one of our favorite John Tesh show producers. I'd say Whoa, top it, top five. How many? By the way, how many people work on the show? Um, a lot. Really? There's probably oh, there's like ten of us, maybe more. Oh yeah, of course, there's ten of us. It's in all of our promotional stuff. Uh, you know, top ten researchers working hard to bring you to the intelligence for your life. There's ten of us. How is 
How is that possible? To You're doing five hours a day? Ten people are generating that much intelligence? Well, a lot of it's music, though. It is. Right. That's the thing. That's the important thing to remember about the John Tesh radio show is that really there's probably about ten minutes of actual content in every hour. That's so a- how many stories are you writing a week? I write... Oh, like maybe for, well, I'm I'm also, you know, I don't work full time right now. So I'm, well, on a, you know, on a full time basis, I'm probably doing, what's four times three, 12 stories, and then like a whole bunch of teases, and maybe more, you know, so 12 stories. But there's, you know, I mean, we have, we this show's been on for eons. So there's, you know, if we ever caught in a jam, we've definitely got uh, a couple backup shows that we can maybe go to. Wow. Well, I have to say, um, it's uh, it's impressive to to get to peek behind the blonde curtain. By the way, is that the your guys' nickname curtain. for him? The blonde curtain? <laughs> yes, it is. How did you know that? I, it's a lucky guess. <laughs> Just uh, an, another lucky guess. Um, so, uh, anyway. Man, that one caught me off guard. I wasn't ready for that round ball rock. <laughs> Finally, I did it. Well, listen, mystery producer. Thank you so much for um, thank you for uh, thanks for coming on today. And uh, I know we we kind of uh, we we didn't get you till later than we said. And thanks, you probably your kids probably just like standing outside the car, going like, "Can I get in, please?" <laughs> if she's standing outside the car. She's going fast. I have to fast. pee really bad. Oh, you still haven't peed? You held. <laughs> wait, you, you held. Like, well, you've been holding. I'm going to take you into like a Vaughn bathroom. Some, yeah, some have done it. Yeah. Uh, even maybe take us into a Ross Dress for Less bathroom or something. I don't know. But anyway, so you're saying you you held this the entire interview? Yes, I did. And that you know what that is? Professionalism right there. That gets another round. That gets two round ball rocks. Get it. And a blonde curtain. All right, mystery producer, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You're the, you're the best. My first problem with uh, the clip... Uh-huh. Is uh, dog herpes? Then um, <laughs> I understand. You know, you're making comedy, but please don't yeah. give a dog herpes just because the dog ate some carbohydrates. Oh, <laughs> well, it was carbohydrates in the form of bull junk, right? <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. But yeah, but hasn't that bull junk been cooked to the? Oh, yeah. Extreme temperatures that would preclude herpes transmission. Gosh, you would hope so. I I, can you, well, I mean, then we get down a road of can you give cross species STDs? Oh, oh yeah, right. Or bull whistle. Oh, yuck. <laughs> oh, so gross. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I love, here's another, you know, I love Jen fangirl thing, but. Um, she's really funny. She's hilarious. And, and, um, I know I shouldn't sound at all surprised by saying that, but I think that a lot of times, um, you know, her, her humor is so much more subtle or, you know, and, and very quick. And also you can hear her humor in what she regards as funny that Luke is saying. Um, and, you know, she's also funny when she writes, which, you know, readers of Pretty Snarky know mm-hmm. um, or, you know, followers of her on Twitter know. But to hear her deliver something that she wrote and just that funny voice that reminds me of that um, Jane Lynch character, um, she just was 
really she had a really great read and really great stuff that she wrote. So kudos. I think uh, Luke might have stepped in it a little bit when he talked about the fans of John Tesh being soccer moms. Uh, no, he said hefty soccer moms. <laughs> and well, as a hefty soccer mom, I have to say I'm not offended by that. <laughs> we matter. And hairdressers. So. Oh, yeah, well, you know, yeah. we we see hairdressers if we're not hairdressers. <laughs> so everybody needs a hairdresser. Right. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Some of these early shows, he's throwing around um, gays and, mm. and you know, I don't know. Uh, I'm just especially sensitive to this stuff because I've been getting called out on my mm-hmm. misogyny. Ah, well, you know, I think I think that kind of back and forth between someone and their listeners is good, though. I mean, you know. Obviously, in public mm-hmm. radio, we keep it way more buttoned up than than he would or anyone in commercial broadcasting. I mean, he is in public radio now, again, for sure. But you know, it's 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 different, and I love that that looseness. And um, you know, even if there is something that someone has to say, oh, okay, maybe I shouldn't have said that. I I mean, I like I like the kind of freedom of thought that leads people to say those things. It's always funny to me. And that's why, you know, I mean, Howard says some things that I disagree with and that I, you know, I think are are crazy and you wouldn't say in civil company, but that's what makes it interesting, (laughs) you know. And um, uh, Luke is way more sensitive and I guess people like to use the term evolved now or whatever Mm. than, than Howard or anyone who's worked for him, I'm sure. But, um, you know, just the fact that he says things that are, that are a little edgy and that, you know, you wouldn't say to someone's face, like, I just think it's funny. I love it. (laughs) It never bothers me. Well, and that's a point of the solo Luke's solo episodes. Yeah. Is that he he's never really had any interaction with fans unless they're right in front of his face. So Jen did all of the answering the emails and cultivating the community. And so when he was doing these solo shows, he would say something and be (laughs) unapologetic about it. Yes. He didn't read the emails or care if people said, Oh, but you said that people shouldn't vote and like twist his words and get all upset about it. Right. Um, And I think that, so that has value to it, those shows. Yeah, I I love that. And um I mean I like I like that it's a an exchange, you know, that I like the, I like when he does go to the to the well or Andrew or Jen mm-hmm. goes to the well for him and says, Look, this is what people are saying. Mm-hmm. You know, I like I like when he reacts to it, whether he changes his opinion or not. I just I like mm-hmm. the interaction and the reaction. I think it's cool. Phyllis I'm glad we have you here because here's a question that only you can answer. <laughs> the mystery producer, um, that's what they yes. called Katie Spranger during yes. this episode. And I immediately recognized her voice. And Christy, you did. <laughs> we, we got on tonight and you were asking me um, who that was. Mm-hmm. Well, I knew the, that her voice sounded familiar and I couldn't place it. So you were close to getting it, and yep. Phyllis and I immediately got it. So, uh, I, this actually, was, I want to—I don't want to take credit for immediately getting it. I had to piece it together contextually. Oh, because because you had to go back to the episode. No, the you can Ross dress for life. 
I was just going to say, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but she's the Ross Dress for Less mm-hmm. person, yeah. right? Yeah. And and I hadn't memorized her name, but I eventually pieced together by context, and then I I um I think I did Facebook poking around to say, okay, yeah, that's the same person, <laughs> um, you know, and I never certainly never would have bothered her or typed her name anywhere or anything because I know why they kept her anonymous. Like, I mean, anyone who listens to this segment, it's completely understandable. Right. And I just think it's so rad that she was willing to come oh, on the show. I, know. So that's, I mean, even to say that your boss doesn't like the smell of popcorn. That is my I mean, question for you, though, Phyllis. <laughs> yeah. Is would you, in her position, have done this fucking show? No, no. I didn't think no, you would. I'm, no, I I'm. No, I'm. I'm too much of a wuss. Um, I have too many other people counting on me. People who work for me and my family. And um, I. Just, I don't think that my bosses have as much of a sense of humor about themselves <laughs> as he does about himself. <laughs> well, and he I might, really he might have a sense of, of humor about himself, but his people might not have the same sense of humor that he does and they might not say goodbye yeah yeah you don't know or just if someone in hr doesn't like you and they want to you know hold you to the letter of the nda you you signed Mm -hmm. just to get rid of you like you know i mean and katie obviously doesn't have that problem or she wouldn't have done the show i'm sure but um i i would not you know i mean i don't think i have any enemies in the workplace but i don't want to find out <laughs> yeah and so i'm I mean, i'm eternally just grateful that, that no one show. actually listened <laughs> right well and that's why i would never do anything like type her name somewhere and say oh this is you know um and in fact if if that episode is archived i would you know hope that whoever archived it did not type her name she had um, or that maybe you guys can edit that for cairo for quite a while before moving on to Mm-hmm. Uh, the John Tesh experience, but she had probably seen enough um, numbers to know she was safe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's great. And well, you know, about- and, and I'm I fully want to continue protecting that just in case. Um, although I think she's moved on, but um, from from uh, Tesh Productions. Although I don't know for sure. So um I but I mean she she was just so awesome on both of those shows. Right. And and on both she was totally serious. I mean this yeah. this was not tongue in cheek. Like when no. she talked about Ross Dress for Less, she was completely serious and when they asked her for advice about their um uh what is it uh, information for your life or Yeah. Intelligence for your intelligence life. Intelligence for your life. <laughs> yes. She was serious about critiquing their yeah. submissions. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then just like everything else, Jen wins. She can rap better than Luke. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, she can do intelligence for your life. Better, I thought better Sean than did it better than Sean was, was pretty good. Sean yeah. was superating wounds. <laughs> so gross. Yeah. It, it was, I mean, I and I really liked what she had to say about why she likes working for the show because, um, you know, she was pointing out that with this show she could get ideas in there that she really believed in about like healthy eating and things like that that um that where you're not preaching to the choir so she could go to really mainstream publications but find the things that most closely aligned with her values and get her values in front of a mainstream you know soccer mom hairdresser right. uh, what was it right. that has 
chunky soccer mom or whatever yeah. <laughs> hairdresser audience where they might that might really resonate with them or hit them at a time where they're like, you know, I heard on John Tesh where he was saying how I should, you know, eat this and avoid that, you know, and maybe it'll actually bring some intelligence to their life in a way that they wouldn't have gotten otherwise. And I, I thought that was a really good point. I think you bring that to every job. Like, even mm -hmm. if it, it's a bad job, you want to, like, inject as much of yourself or the best part of yourself into that job. And yeah, so she's doing that. And God bless yep. her. Yeah, yeah, she she she's great at it. But let's just say, I mean, John might be great and funny and writes great songs, but I don't <laughs> want to be friends with anyone that doesn't like popcorn. Yeah. What, what is that? What is <laughs> well, you know, I had a I had some questions about that because that's something. So if I could book John Tesh as a guest and ask him about that. I would ask, is it that people have burned popcorn too many times and you're yeah. sick of it? Is yeah. it microwave versus, you know, some other, you know, state fair? Because state fair popcorn, man, don't sleep on that. That's good stuff. But microwave popcorn, I get it because something about the bag starts smoking up. Yes. And it's got weird stuff in it and it doesn't smell as good as other types of popcorn you can get. So maybe that's the problem he has with it. Maybe he likes real popcorn, but just that the office popcorn is bunk. Okay, I have a theory. Uh huh. Um, John Tesh is a very tall man. Yes. Uh, you know, thus, he writes themes for basketball. Yes. Um, some popcorn gets burned at the office. Who suffers more than the, ah. than the tall man? Right. Because the smoke rises right. to the nostrils of the blonde Frankenstein. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so, okay. There you That's go. a good theory. Thanks. I approve. So if it's just that he doesn't like the smell of it, I'll go with that because I've been in offices where people just don't get to read the instructions on it. It's yeah. not hard. It's not hard. Um, no. But if he doesn't like popcorn, period, right. I don't know. Yeah, we, then that's a little kooky. Yeah. He might yeah. be dead to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead to you live at Round Rock. <laughs> and that was great too how they kept bringing the song into it i mean because that's something that really um you know they still use um uh you know on tbtl so it to me i could i could hear him falling in love with the song every time he'd play it and they would crack up i just thought that was great <laughs> and um you know i love that they still use it for uh keys to the show yeah <laughs> Which is I, awesome. I also really like you know how Luke has that really janky version of um, the Entertainment Tonight? Yes. <laughs> like MIDI version or something? Yes. I love yeah. that. Because if you've heard that episode, he specifically went to look for the worst version. Yeah, and he found it. <laughs> yeah. It's real bunk. Yeah, it's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is whack. <laughs> yeah. I, I understand how he came across that, though, because I... I had to look long and hard for the good version. And I think it was one of those things where it ended up being 
right under my nose all along because I have one of those CDs that has TV tunes on it. But I wanted to do a gossip segment one time at work because I used to cover the school board and there was a school board member who'd lost a bunch of weight. <laughs> um, and it was shocking, but he, he lost a bunch of weight by, you know, healthy eating and exercise, just like you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, you know, I kind of want to joke around about this on the radio. Is it okay? And he was like, oh, yeah, sure. You know, he was proud of the fact that he lost weight. So I decided to make it a gossip segment and I gave uh, I gave them the entertainment tonight theme. Nice. Yeah. And and the producer of that segment actually was Brian Buckaloo, whose name you sometimes hear mentioned because um, he works at Cairo Radio now. But um, we we totally ambushed the host with it. And I, I'm not sure he liked it. <laughs> but, but it was fun for me because I got to be like, well, Steve, <laughs> and talk about a school board member's weight loss. So it was really fun. Christy, what is our structure going to be with Phyllis going forward. Um, just like this, free form. Yeah, fun. All spelled with P's. Yeah, <laughs> I'm into free it. form fun. Yeah. Phyllis favorites. Nice. Yeah, Fridays. you know. Speaking of favorites, you know, um, if if you if you want to hear more favorites of mine, they let me pick a whole week one time. Yep. And I think I think those were all 2012 to 2014, um, and that was really fun and i think those aired in in august of 2015 um but there there are all those kinds of things yeah, i that, remember that that, that was like, really fun yeah that was a blast and just like them exploring their um you know personal uh emotional challenges it i just i love that so much yeah have you gotten to the episodes when jen um watches down to nabby Yes. And that's another thing where I have to give her props. She was an early adopter. And it was just so cool to hear her say, there's this new show called Downton Abbey. And I was like, damn, because it took me at least a season (laughs) to catch on to it. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. And, um, you know, that's some intelligence for your life right there. there. Listen to Jen. Mm -hmm. She she loves everything British. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. if... um, when the royal wedding happened, a bunch of us woke up at whatever it was, two, three o'clock in the morning. Yes. And wore hats. And uh, she live tweeted the event. We all watching it together. Oh, that's so tweeting great. It. Yeah, I think I haven't. It was really fun. I think I haven't gotten to where the royal wedding has actually happened yet because I think where I'm listening, the couple is engaged. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And so. It's possible. Actually, I, sh- I should go back and check. If the Royal Wedding was in 2011, I've heard that episode. But um, that is so cool. I remember wanting to do a story on it at the time, but I think I think I wasn't a reporter anymore by the time that came around. So, Phyllis, what is your um, what is your process? How are you going back? My process, yeah, for like just listening to all the yeah all the shows. Your goal is to listen to every show, but oh yeah, you have a process. What is it? Yeah, yeah. My my process is to go back to each January. And, and so far, you've gone back to which Januarys? January 2010, and so I'm now in November 2010. And so then the next thing I have to do is go after I finish 2010 is go back to January 2009. And then you're going to do February like that, right? Yes, exactly. 
Yeah, I just go forward and I do the entire calendar year and then I go back to the previous January. It doesn't really make any sense, but it's one of those things I like got locked into for no good reason. Yeah, I get it. You're stuck. You have to keep going. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And although it's interesting because I think I think if I were doing this when the archive um were fully existent, I would I would pick certain key points and would go back to those shows and listen mm. forward from from there. So I would maybe if I had had that as a resource, I would maybe have um gone back to Andrew's official first day. Mm-hmm. And then I maybe would have gone back to, you know, Jen's official first day back, which was mm. November um 2010, November 1st, 2010, I Makes think. Makes a lot of and sense to do Yeah, that. yeah. I would just pick points like that and, mm-hmm. and would go back and back that if way um, there to listen to Aries. of seeing archives and knowing where to jump in and, oh, Christy, you're working on that. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that when that is is completed. It's going to be just such a great resource for everybody. There is one guy who single-handedly does that for the Howard Stern show. And I mean, he gets burned out and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's much better, you know, what is it? Many hands make light work. Yeah, that's crazy. So the Howard Stern show, they haven't outsourced all the there's there's one guy who does it and he's been doing it on a day-by-day basis he's never as far as i know gone back and tried Mm -hmm. to back archive oh he's just current yeah so he from whenever he started which was sometimes in sometime in the 90s so is he on staff no they actually tried to pay him but he didn't want to do what they wanted him to do Mm -hmm. so he declined the job they wanted him to write summaries which is different from an archive right and which you well know now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, you know, what he gets joy from is doing the archive. And I've found it really useful as a fan, but it's just one guy doing it. Um, yeah. So, you know, the fact that, that we have many guys and gals doing it, I think is rad. Mm-hmm. And, and it's going to make it sustainable and, and also unique because each person will have their unique take on their yeah. episode. So I think it's rad. Well, all this points out how much we need Christy and appreciate her. Oh, oh absolutely. Christy. And this is an amazing project that a lot of people are counting on. And thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, let's see. Any, any housekeeping tonight? Um, we were going to thank Amy for the delicious cheese. Oh, God, yes. Amy Shepard sent both Mike and I a case of this cheese that you can only get in Memphis. Oh, word. I saw pictures of that. It's really good. Oh, wow. Really? That's awesome. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. The picture is uh, questionable. (laughs) It's from this local Mexican restaurant, Poncho's. Oh, Oh, okay. And uh, the, the cheese is so good that they made it in a container and you can buy it in grocery stores and i had seen it on one of those buzzfeed you know you're from memphis if mm-hmm. blah 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 and i saw <laughs> you put poncho's cheese on everything ah. so i asked my friend that's not amy a different friend what is this cheese and how do i get it yeah and, um so she's like oh it's this cheese they have so when we interviewed amy i said 
tell me about Poncho's cheese. Yeah. So she has been trying to send it to Mike and I, and she'll go to the grocery store. Well, to, and to buy be it. fair, to be fair, Christy, we erased her episode. We did. So, <laughs> oh no, it got yeah, it, it turned out terrible. Um, turned out oh. bad. So audio, not it's not like we could right, right. insist and stomp our feet on getting cheese when we right. erased her. <laughs> but she would go to the grocery store and buy it, and then they would eat it all. So yeah, right. <laughs> ended up having to buy it, send it direct from. The place right. because then she couldn't eat it. So you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But yeah, so thank you so much. It's great. Wow. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Mike yeah, is taking his to, to Vegas. That. Yeah. I, what? I'm, I've almost finished um, half of my cheese and I'm taking the rest to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl party that I go to with my brother every year. Oh, fun. Oh, that's awesome. And I just started um, PBS is what I'm calling paleo before Saturday. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um, so I am off cheese Monday through Friday. Oh, okay. So it's going to last a lot longer around here. Except yeah. for Jeremy's been eating it straight from the spoon. Sure. Like no. just pouring it straight down his throat. So no, you, you, you dip the spoon into some tortilla chip remnants, mm-hmm. you know, with of course, you oh. dipped it in the cheese first, and yeah. that's your dinner right there. It's like fun dips, but for cheese and right. chips. That's right. great. <laughs> well, if Jeremy needs to be stopped, just lock up all the spoons. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> there is no spoon. That's what I'll right. Put a note in the drawer. Then right. You'll come home to find his face full of cheese. <laughs> yeah, it's all in his beard. Yeah. yeah sad. Uh, well, that just happened anyways today. And there was a sure. spoon. <laughs> right. That's oh. Tuesday. Uh, oh. All right. Anything else, Christy? Um, I'm good. All right. How to get involved with the show. LittleRedBandwagon.com. Facebook Stens or our page. Um, at Drew McFrizz at Kissy Eyes at RL Pape at Dad Stronut at Meredith underscore Mayhan at LRB Podcast. Um, and Phyllis. Phyllis, what's your yep. sure? Yeah, Phil Fletch. Now spell that. That's a lot of PHs or Fs. I know. P H Y L F L E T C H. Okay. <laughs> Traditionally, <laughs> email us at littleredpenwagon at gmail dot com. Voicemail is eight zero two four three two tbtl eight zero two four three two eight two eight five. That's all I have, uh, Phyllis. We want to have you on once a month at least. Um, let's get this hammered out, okay? Yeah, I'm. I'm totally yeah, down. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me and, and putting up with my technical delays. I appreciate <laughs> it. How dare you? How dare you with your jankies? <laughs> it's really not stuff. cool, yeah, man. She's very fancy and important. and <laughs> Well, I don't like to act that way. <laughs> it's not cool. Like, I just strap the mic to the coffee table and I'm ready to go. And there you are over there just rebooting. And oh, God. Oh, so embarrassing. I am. Um, but it gave me time to put on my Snuggie. Ah, Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Or tonight, Snuggy. Yes. Your high horse and where you're. <laughs> My smuggly. <laughs> yes. All right. Christy? Uh, until next time, this is the next party. We love you, Jan. Bye.
Do you want me to say nailed it again? Of course. Sure. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Nailed it. Oh, that was a good one. (laughs) What was your first one? You remember? What? What was your first one? I think I... I think I did it just like that. (laughs) Pretty similar. Give us a different one. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, Well, I guess this is more classic TBTL delivery. Nailed it. Nailed it.